0: You're listening to the Hope Revealed Podcast Network with your host, Matt Crump. The Hope Revealed Podcast Network is home to shows like Hope Revealed, God's Got This Stories, Fight School with co host and Emmy Award winning director, Bill Nolan. On Clubhouse, the new international room called Let's Get Naked and Cancer FU, Fighters United, or his LinkedIn show called Matt Chat Live. Every episode of every show is designed to give you inspiration, motivation, hope, and the tools you need to navigate life successfully at home, business, or career. So now your host, coach, consultant, and purveyor of hope, Matt Crum.
1: All right, everybody! Welcome to another episode of Matt Chat Live. So glad to have you here with us today. And I have got a guy; he's got a little beard going on there. <laughs> I don't know about the guy that used to have a beard down to here, not but a few months ago, and it just cut that thing off. So now you win officially. I'd like to welcome D.B. Marshall to the stage here, and welcome to Matt Chat Live.
2: Thank you, thank you for having me. Yeah, I have a blowout. This is my blowout. <laughs>
1: <laughs> blowout. I like that. That's a good one. That's good. Man, it's so so great to have you. And uh, you you have a, a book out now called Love's Pursuit, and it's really uh, all a part about who you are and what you do for for folks around the world. I think you're based in uh, you're based in Atlanta. That's correct, Atlanta, Georgia. Yep. Atlanta, Georgia, here in the United States. And uh, well, if you just get a chance to uh, say hello to everybody and and tell them who you are, what you do, and and uh, let's get them all clued in what we're talking about here today.
2: Yeah, great morning, great afternoon, depending on where you are in the world today. Um, I'm so excited to be here to be on your platform. You know, I am an entrepreneur, uh, a a doctoral student. Um, I'm also a motivational speaker, inspirational speaker. I co-parent too. I'm raising a I'm um, help raising my nephew so that, you know, that in itself is a huge response. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Michael
2: <laughs> DB. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, outside of that, of course, I work a full time job and a part time job because, I'm, you know, just really trying to pay for me becoming an entrepreneur. And right now, you know, when you're in the beginning stages of building a business and you're trying to actually create some type of revenue, you have to continue to work <laughs> until you get to where you want to be. And so I'm in that infancy stage in my life in reference to the
1: business yeah it's amazing so doctoral degree that's that's no big deal right
2: yeah that's a lot of work
1: bro so um what's your uh what's your major study and your major focus in your doctoral uh, yes yeah,
2: so um i am a social work student so i got my master my bachelor's degree, my master's and my doctoral degree in social work And right now, my dissertation is focused on how positive psychology can impact those African-Americans who are diagnosed with chronic kidney disease. Because I am a kidney patient. And so oftentimes, depending on a treatment, the diagnosis, when we get it, how we kind of deal with it can have a lot of stress which caused a lot of depressive symptoms. So I'm hoping that exploring positive psychology with my target audience will help them deal with some of that treatment that they're receiving.
1: Yeah, that's amazing. I remember us uh, talking about some of that before and Mm -hmm. uh, one of my really close dear friends, uh, while I was going through a lot of my cancer treatments, he was also going through a lot with his kidney Mm -hmm. uh, and he was on dialysis until he could get a kidney transplant, which it finally happened for him. And dialysis is no joke. I mean, brother, I mean, dialysis, you'd be there three, four times, five times a week, and there's nothing else you can do in life. It's like you do dialysis and that's it. And there's not much else. And it's a horrible, horrible thing. People don't, I don't know if people really understand how horrible dialysis can be. I mean, it's a benefit, but man, it's a horrible struggle. So, yeah. Yeah. You felt some of that pain, I'm sure.
2: Well, actually, no. So, um, I am stage three. I was diagnosed nine years ago actually in march and so i met i was diagnosed as stage 3a because there's a stage 3a and a stage 3b so there's a total of five different stages so with that said i started at 3a i'm in 3b now so since my diagnosis i've been able to maintain and stabilize my kidney function which is awesome because it is you know, oftentimes that's not one story. One, story. So so that's one. one story so i decided to come out and become a kidney advocate and let people know what I'm doing to maintain my stability as it relates to that. But I have also volunteered because I'm a kidney ambassador. I volunteered at different dialysis centers. So I've heard some of the trauma and the struggles that they dealt with in reference to kidney disease. So depending on who you're talking to, some people say it's a lifesaver. Some people just say it's the devil. (laughs) So it it really depends on who you talk to.
1: Yeah, no doubt. Well, it's amazing that you're able to do that kind of work in the midst of everything else that you're doing in life. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure you've met all kinds of interesting people and and quite a journey it is. Mm -hmm. So I would assume that some of the things that have benefited you in this process would probably be diet. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So uh, here's the thing. I've always been a healthy person. So I didn't, the transition to eating right or eating Kidney friendly wasn't a big deal for me, so I had to deal more so with the 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 mental aspect and emotional aspect of it. Because here it is, I was working out three four days a week. I'm eating right, don't drink, don't smoke. Like I'm in perfect health, and all of a sudden, you know, I get this rare form of kidney disease called FSGS. So that was my big transformation. So I've always juiced. I've always eaten. Really well, I didn't eat out a whole lot. I would always meal prep on Sundays, would make my meals for the whole entire week. And here it is, I ended up in that situation. So, me trying to grasp what happened and why it happened was a huge struggle for me.
1: Yeah, I'm just thinking, I want you to move in with me. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'm ready to start eating some of that stuff and say, Oh, meal prep, one. Done. Yeah. That's <laughs> no doubt I don't eat as healthy as I should. And I know better because I've been through so much already and I've, mm-hmm. I did very well for quite a period of time. But like a lot of people, you know, you kind of just get used to have, however you can do something to get something fast and get yeah. something while you can. And yeah. if you don't prepare, or think ahead of time, which I'm guilty of, then, uh, you know, you end up getting a bunch of junk. So, yeah, yeah I'm trying to get back into that flow again because it takes a lot of work, a lot of discipline. Man, I mean, listen, when I
2: did my meal prep, it would literally be on Sunday. Sunday was my day of wellness. You know, I would go to church. I would go to the gym and I would come home and I would play some, you know, in, in between in between the jazz music, neo-soul and gospel music, and I would get in the kitchen literally and just cook everything, package it, put it in the freezer. I mean, it's an all-day thing, seriously.
1: Yeah. That's amazing to do. And the benefit uh, where well, the proof is in the pudding, and that's you right there to show that yeah. it, it makes a difference, right? Yeah, yeah, and it probably doesn't work exactly that way for everybody on the planet. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people might require some more help or some more more care you know when it comes down to something like that yeah. but uh, it's a great way to start i mean obviously if you're watching this and listening you think oh man that's good uh, contact a professional make sure you talk to the docs and say look i'm Absolutely. thinking about changing all this stuff up what do you think <laughs> yeah like, let them tell you what they think that'd be great and then if you don't like what they say you know, maybe call db back up and say hey what's up <laughs> <buddy? Help." laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, look i'm right here <laughs> yeah no doubt so since this all this time going on in your spare time, you've written a book and it's called yeah. Love's Pursuit. Right. And uh, yeah, and yeah. right now I can see that it made uh, it made the bestseller, international bestseller. Congratulations to you.
0: Yes. That's an
1: awesome gift from God. That's amazing. Yeah. So love Pursuit. yes, Journey <laughs> to Wellness from D.B. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Marshall right there. So tell us a little bit about uh, Love's Pursuit, if you would.
2: Yeah. So Love Pursuit was birthed out of hurt, pain, divorce, Um, things I didn't necessarily understand, my kidney diagnosis, a lot of losses. So I was going through loss of my grandmother, loss of a job promotion, loss of my father-in-law, loss of my ex, you know, loss of somebody. uh, My dad had passed away and I was trying to figure out like, what am I going to do and what's going on? I just really didn't understand everything that was kind of going on in my life. Mostly the divorce would really kind of just it was the straw that broke
1: the camel's like back, death, brother. It feels like death. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it does. Put on it. Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm not one that typically believes in divorce. My thing is, as long as you have an iota of love for me, <laughs> we we can fight. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I do understand when someone comes to you and say, "Hey, you know, this isn't working. I'm not in love with you. Whatever the reason, you know, um, if you really feel like you need to get out of it, look, get out of it." Um, So with that said, it was just really hard on me. So I ended up moving in with my family because they know how hard I take things when I'm dedicated 150%. And so with that said, I just fell into a depression. I fell into a depression and I took FML, was out for 12 weeks, just really just working on myself, trying to understand what was going on. And through that process, and it's so funny, right? So I've always believed in God. I've always went to church. You know, grandmother will always instill these small little phrases in your head that would kind of show up when you really needed to show up. And so I was a little boy that looked at people catching their Holy Ghost, shouting hallelujah. I'm like, oh, y'all ain't real. What y'all, you know, what you shouting for? But let me tell you, during this time that I was depressed, I remember being so angry. I wanted to lash out, And all I heard was be still. The first mm-hmm. time I have actually heard from God, it said, be still. And I'm not a type of brother that be still, that beast. Yeah. Well, you see everything that I'm doing, right? <laughs> yes. and so and I listened. I sat there and I did not do anything. I really cut myself off from social media. Everybody that was that I was talking to at that particular time. I just really just went into this safe haven. And I was listening to Oprah and Deepak Chopra some help, self-help things. I was praying and, you know, listening to music during this 12-week period. And through that, I birthed a whole model to help me get through everything that I was going through. I asked myself, who do you find that is depressed? Come up with a 4R model to help you come out of depression. And so I built this model and I start applying it and applying it. And before you know it, I came up out of depression. I returned to work. And the thing with that was, some of the trauma that I experienced in my life came from the job that I was working at because I experienced some racism for the first time. I've never experienced racism. And so I had to go back into that same environment. So I used to ask myself, are you ready to walk into the same place that you experienced trauma, right? So I yeah. had to kind of deal with that and prepare for it, getting ready to step into my next chapter. And I did quite well. Now, a few times I broke out in tears, I cried in front of my boss hysterically one time i went to the bathroom and i had a crying session in there as well but eventually i got through it
1: that's amazing and yeah. well i mean what's amazing is that and praise god you didn't experience racism on the front side of those things but then you you did experience it because i know a lot of my mm-hmm. friends that have experienced it in their life altogether, together mm-hmm. just because they're black mm-hmm. and they get yeah. seen by people or thought or said what i mean anything can happen. I've not had to deal with that because of my skin color, right? I mean, it's ridiculous that it's even an issue, but it is. Uh And then to know that you've been kind of protected from that or shielded, I guess, maybe for a period of time until it came right to you in your front door, it makes a big difference. And uh, probably not the best time of your life for that to happen either, I would think, right? It's like, oh, great. Add this one to the list now, right? Oh, man. How did you overcome some of that?
2: Um so one of the biggest things that got me through is just family man. My I have a loving caring very supportive family. Um ever since that we were little kids, my mom instilled in us, I don't care what you go through, you always lean on your brothers and sisters. When we used to fight, we used to get spankings for fighting each other. she was like, no. "What
1: spankings? Can you uh, in this world are you kidding me?" <laughs> she was
2: like, "No." <laughs> one one thing you ain't going to do in this house is fight your brothers and sisters. And so we still argue, but we just did it behind her back, right? Like <laughs> <laughs> don't <laughs> don't but, <laughs> <laughs> um, but because of those values and belief systems that she instilled in us, we are ex- extremely close to this day. Oh, so that's- that... In a nutshell, um, really got me through a lot of it. And my nephew literally used to come to my bed, and he would rub my head. He had to be about three or four years old at the time, and he knew something was going on. He didn't exactly know what it was, and he would rub my head. And we would sit there, and we would look. We would look at either the Cartoon Network or Nickelodeon. We watched SpongeBob, and we would just really get through some hard times. I didn't. I don't think he knew what he was doing, but he kind of knew what he was doing. So I always tell kids that, I mean, adults that kids are healing sometimes sometimes we don't know how to let go and allow ourselves to breathe and a child will come into your life and remind you you know it's not that serious let it go
1: yeah yeah i mean jesus even said no suffering not these children because there's a reason why they're here mm. uh, and you know most of them would were birthed out of love you know yeah. and in that sense uh, why wouldn't you want to accept that kind of a gift in your life and mm. I mean, I'm I'm very grateful for the children that I have that God's given me and my wife, and I couldn't imagine life without them. You know, and there's a lot of times they they absolutely drive me insane. However, <laughs> there are some other times that they they are so amazing, and I'm just at, in awe that I'm like, how did that come from me? Yeah, you know, it's amazing, right? Such a blessing. True. Well, you're doing work in social work, and you're going to finish up here in your doctorate here sometime mm-hmm. in the near future, probably you'd like it to be sooner than, than later. Yes, but, uh, like this year, <laughs> like end of the year. <laughs> that's the goal. <laughs> that's the goal. Yeah, that's awesome. So do you have some things lined out that you like to do? You want to go work for a, a, you know, a state office or try to do something on your own or how, have you figured what that looks like out yet? No, I haven't. So one of the things that I learned, Matt,
2: I am, I won't say that I'm a control freak, but I used to, really spent a lot of time mapping out my life, right? Mapping out my career. And I've learned that that does not work. It, It does not work. Not for me. Now it may work for you. Now I always have a plan. However, I just make sure that the plan is not necessarily concrete and I'm married to the plan um, because when I went through all of the depression and things that I was going through and start realizing, you know, things are not going the way that I planned. Things are not going the way that I wanted to go regarding my career, regarding my relationship, regarding just just life in general. And I it just took a toll on me. So what I decided to do is just more so invest in my spiritual self and allow that to guide me. So I always have a plan, a plan B, plan C, but I allow my spirit to guide me to figure out which way I need to go. And since I've been doing that, I don't deal with chaos a lot. So I, I, I just kind of flow with the current, if that makes sense, flow with the energy versus going against it. Yeah. So my goal, what I would like to do is eventually work for the federal government. Mm-hmm. that's my end goal. Um, if I make it, there, good. If I don't, I don't. But I also understand that my plan ain't always my plan. You know, I have a path and a destiny and a purpose. And my purpose is being a universal servant. And when you're a universal servant, you know, you can be taken down different paths unexpectedly. And I am ready for that.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And it's a fun ride. It's amazing <laughs> to, be able to, to be able to serve other people. You have a servant's heart. I, I do as well. And uh, it can be, it could be a blessing or sometimes a curse when you, yeah. when you try to, you want to help so many people mm-hmm. and it can be the opposite flow where you overextend yourself to so many people that you are really no good. Some That's that old quote says, sometimes we can be so heavily minded that we're no earthly good. Right. Yes. So that's what it yes. comes down to. Mm-hmm. And you have to know how to, uh, how to pace yourself and know when to say no. Right. And yeah. um, it's a very, very tough thing to do for somebody who really just wants to serve. And I've, I've been having to learn how to do that myself. And Mm -hmm. I think that's one of the things why you're talking about with that value there as well. being able to go down the path that you're supposed to go but right it might, might look a little different than you expected right you <laughs> it does one day and all of a sudden wow i didn't think that was going to happen right exactly yeah
2: you yeah. have to you have to allow room you know we can do plus or minus if we want to get into you know statistics you can do the plus and minus i always like to say just extend yourself some grace and so one section in the book and you just mentioned you know you have to really kind of pace yourself so i talk about pacing the journey and finding your cadence in life, right? And when you find your cadence, it becomes effortless and everything that you are working towards, they come to you. You don't even have to run for that. You just have to understand your cadence, remain with that rhythm and just kind of keep at it. And doing that process, enjoy what you are doing. And that's where I think I you know, almost like zap the fun out of it <laughs> is because I become so goal oriented that I forget to be present. And when you forget to be present, you're not being your artistic, genuine, authentic self. And so we have to understand that we are creators. You and I decided to meet today. We created this moment. Now we just need to be present and enjoy the moment. And from that, we learn from each other. So, right. yeah, if we've just learned to just enjoy the moment and be present at that point, I think we'll learn that we can be a little bit more happier than we were yesterday.
1: Such good advice. So true, especially for a guy like me, who's a squirrel brain going a thousand (laughs) miles an hour, right? To have to actually go. because You said something was pretty funny that, uh, you know, that one scripture that came to your mind, which is be still and know that I'm the Lord, right? When I uh, first had brain cancer, uh, that is the scripture that came to my mind as well. And I absolutely hate that scripture. I'll tell you because I am such a guy that has to do stuff. I've got to complete things. I'm always working, always have something going on. And to be still, are you kidding me? That's even worse than brain surgery. I've got to sit here and do what I'm going to do. He said, well, watch me. Just sit, just do something, just hang out. What? That's a waste of time, right? Yeah. So I've had to understand and learn the value of rest. And um, it's one of the things that he's taught me and has been teaching me the value of ever since mm-hmm. that moment in my life so it's a very important thing to understand what it means to be still sometimes and just to yeah. enjoy the moment like you said mm-hmm. and uh, we got 30 minutes together then we have 30 minutes together and whatever mm-hmm. happens that happens but for right now this is where we are and what we want to try to do to help other people exactly so one more time loves pursuit that's your book the journey to wellness and that really came through a time of really desperation and and uh and tough moments in your life and you we're able to actually have something birthed out of you to be able to give to other people. Yes. I'm sure uh, this could probably be found on Amazon. Yes.
2: Yeah. So um, yeah, you can find it on Amazon. However, you can also find it on my website at lovespursuitatl.net. Um, that's L-O-V-E-S-P-U-R-S-U-I-T-A-T-L. Love's Pursuit, short for Atlanta.net, not .com. And, and those for, who purchase it from my website will actually get a free gift and a discount. So if you put the oh, code SANE, nice. S-A-N-E, yeah, you'll get a discount and a free yeah, gift. Right.
1: Love's Pursuit, a- at A-T-N-L, right? Loss A-T-L. dot A-T-L. uh, .net. So it's got like it. let's atlanta.net right? So let's make sure we got that right.
2: Is that right? Love's Pursuit H, yeah, that's right.
1: Man, yeah. not bad. <laughs> I got out of that thing in like third grade, I think it worked out pretty good. So <laughs> Net, right? And then you said you also had a, a special for them if they go there. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. um, you put in a code SANE, S A N E, yep.
1: It's sane. a discount code for the, your
2: listeners. <laughs> and, <laughs> if you
1: want to be sane, you need to go to Love's Pursuit exactly. And if you're saying, if you're sane, you might get a discount. Exactly. If you're insane, you're going to pay too much. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so make sure you put that in there, folks, again. Love's Pursuit dot And when you go there, put in that, uh, well, that's the wrong one. Wrong show. If you put in that code, <laughs> sane, that will be a sane movement for an opportunity to get a discount yeah. on that thing. So, thank you so much for being here with us today. And um, before we head out, if there was uh, uh, a moment you have what you do now, and there's somebody that's listening right now that maybe have gone through what you've gone through. Uh, or maybe they're trying to navigate some of the waters that, that you're going through right now to get to that final destination. They're trying to accomplish certain things and tasks so they can live into their full potential, who they're supposed to be, who they're called to be. Um, if they're listening here for just a few few moments. What would be something that you would like to share with them as we leave that they can remember?
2: Um. Well, well first, I would say definitely purchase a book because is a self-help book, actually. Um, not, it's just not a book. It's a self-help book where you have a total of seven entrepreneurs talk about their journey and how they had to come out the dark, dark, dark place into becoming a very successful entrepreneur to the, to today. In addition to that, I always just try to tell people, remember the good times. When you remember the good times, it'll change your mood a little bit. It may not pull you completely out of it. Um, that's why I created the 4R model. But remember those good times. One of my special memories is just really like going fishing with my grandmother. She taught me how to put a worm on a hook. She taught me how to put a cricket on the hook. We used to sit on the bank. We fish with fishing cane poles, you know, (laughs) and we would catch all the fish out there on the bay and the sandwiches she used to bring, she used to pack these little picnic baskets. And I mean, I don't care what grandma made, it always tastes good. But those are the memories that kind of helped me get through some of the things that I was going through. So when you remember, believe it or not, you'll start laughing more, you'll start smiling more, and it'll start breaking that ceiling that's over your i call your purpose or your destiny so you can start seeing the light shine through.
1: that's mm, so good. Yeah, it's a great place and don't forget about grandma's sandwiches, good Lord. Yeah. <laughs> that some good my my, uh, my great grandma, she used to say um I, I did turn that little banner off of there don't. I? She used to say to us all the time when we would eat her food we'd say oh man this stuff is so good, she'd say taint worth eating. <laughs> and she would always say that because it was the best stuff you have. it I mean it was the, the best biscuits you could ever imagine. Yes. Oh man, she makes food, right? But she said tank worth <sighs> Just so we would say, Oh, come on, come on, mamma, that stuff is that was awesome, mama Oh, tank worth eating. You know, <laughs> yeah, man.
2: Don't even get on grandma biscuit, please. That's a whole nother show oh. in itself.
1: There ain't no McDonald's on the planet that can compare. (laughs) Well, thanks again so much for being here today with us, Stevie, it's been a blast. And what a great opportunity for us just to smile and laugh and share some of that with folks. And um, don't forget, if you have the chance, you can go check out uh, Love's Pursuit. And you can find that at his website. We pulled that up just a moment ago at lovespursuitatl, for Atlanta.net. And if you use the code SANE, Guess what? You get a discount on the book. So uh, yeah, ain't nothing better than that except <laughs> grandma's biscuits. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks again. We appreciate Thank you being here, you. DB. Hang up for after the show. I'll say hello to you one more time before we leave. But for the rest of you, thanks so much for spending time here with us again on another episode of Matt Chat Live, a place where you can find all kinds of things. You can find things that help for you for your business, your life, uh, inspiration. And also when you find that there's those dark moments, no matter what, no matter what it's going through, circumstance or situation around the corner, there's always going to be a hope revealed. Thanks so much, folks. We'll see you the next time.
0: Thanks for tuning in to another episode here on the Hope Revealed Podcast Network. If you'd like to find out more information about this episode or learning more about Matt's coaching or consulting services, resources or booking information he has available, please visit mattcrump.tv. And thank you again for tuning in. And remember, in any dark place or any uncertain moment, right around the corner, there can always be a hope revealed.